Welcome to Faith Bible College International's podcast, where we share spirit-filled preaching, teaching, and encouragement. For everyone living to make a world of difference in their life and the lives around them with the good news of Jesus Christ. know have little time the preachers always have little time you know and you know Africa we have extra time you know we can export time into America I'm telling you if it was gold we would be the richest continent because we always have extra time you don't understand you'll understand in the future we're going to go into the word. I'm married. I uh, have a wife. My wife, uh, Asunta Juma, she ministers with me. She's a prophet. So she tells me what God is saying. Then I confirm to her, yes, that's what he has said. And God has blessed us with two daughters. And our world is full. God said, fill the earth. So we filled with the two. So we are not doing very well. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sheila, 25, Shelley, 23. My daughter is getting married next month. And so that's why I just came for two weeks in America. I'm going back because of that. My daughter was with Rodney Howard Brown uh, last year, but one, she was among the five voices doing worship in the church and singing. She's one of the greatest worship leaders from Africa. You can check on her on YouTube and her music, Sheila Juma. Uh, It will be a blessing. Glory to God. All right, that's about it. The rest of the questions you can Google and find out. Let's read two texts of scripture and be able to share God's word with us this, is it morning or afternoon? Because if it's Kenya, it's this, this night. So, Second uh, Kings, I'm going to read from Second Kings, chapter number 2. Uh, as soon as I read, you can almost guess what we'll be talking about because you are Bible students. Second uh, Kings chapter number two. I'm gonna read from uh, verse seven. The rest of the story you will pick it up. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took the mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. So it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, what did he say? Ask what may I, I mean, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? And Elisha said, please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked. That suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. 
and Elisha saw it and he cried out my father my father the chariot of Israel and its horsemen so he saw him no more and they took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went and stood at the bank of Jordan then he took the mantle verse 14 of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water said where is the Lord God of Elijah and when he had struck the water it was divided this way and that way and Elisha crossed over may God bless his word say amen or something amen. let me read another scripture in Luke chapter 24 the gospel of Luke chapter 24 is um, always important to honor scripture as a Bible student you can speak without necessarily looking at it but it's important to just read because even if you have false doctrine and you just read scripture and sit down nobody will know <laughs> because scripture will do the work you didn't get the joke you'll get it by next year the Bible say in verse 46 Luke 24 verse 46 then he said to them thus it is written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise up from the dead on the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning where at Jerusalem and you are witnesses of these things and verse 49 behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endowed with the power from on high amen father I pray that in these few minutes may the spirit of understanding rest upon us May the spirit of revelation rest upon us. May the spirit of wisdom rest upon us. Lord, I ask, let your kingdom come right here, right now. Your will, which is already established in heaven, let it be done in this service tonight and this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people said what? Amen. Amen. I want briefly to talk about tracing the mantle write that down so that you don't say I listen to an African man I don't know what he said <laughs> tracing what the mantle how do you pronounce it mantle can I come down I can walk around as long as I don't walk out right you know with this mic you can go <laughs> hallelujah now, the manto is an Old Testament word that has a lot of impact. And sometimes when we look at these Old Testament stories, we tend to say, wow, it's too old, forget it. But I find Peter on the day of Pentecost teaching and preaching four minutes. I hear commentators say his message, Peter's message, in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, took four minutes. And 3,000 people are saved. Yeah. Do some mathematics. Preach four minutes. And 3,000 souls. So for every minute, how many souls 
All right, don't go there. But Peter kept quoting what Joel said. Wow. Because the time Peter was preaching, that was in the New Testament scriptures. The only scriptures they heard was the Old Testament. You know, when they were waiting for the Holy Ghost for 10 days in the upper room, it's not easy to wait for 10 days. Peter found a way to do some elections. And he said, well, there was somebody called Judas who left. We need to replace Judas. You know, by the way, uh, not just Judas. Did you touch my mic, brother, and reduce volume? I use a lot of volume, brother, so don't touch. Please give me more sound. <laughs> These people need chapel. This is chapel, not class. Lecture theater is where we speak softly. When we come to chapel, we unleash. <laughs> Okay, no, don't worry, I'll speak slowly. <laughs> Peter ended up discovering, look, it's not just Judas who left. Also Jesus had left. And they did elections to replace Judas. And he's quoting the Old Testament, he's saying in the Psalms, let another take his bishopric or apostleship. In other words, the only scriptures that were available for the New Testament church when the first apostles preached was the Old Testament scriptures. And so when I'm talking about the mantle of Elijah, I'm permitted to refer to that beautiful illustration so that I bring the church and God's people to where we need to come. There's a mantle you need to trace. Now let me make my, my statement at the beginning so that you have a clue of where I'm going with this. I discovered, and I'm going to stand here so that you can see, I'm going to say this, listen. I discovered anointed men and women of God do not come from Bible school. They come from the loins of other anointed men and women. I think that's my thesis statement so I can now do the paper and you tell me whether I passed or I failed. There is somebody somewhere who is carrying a mantle. Hey. The day you will locate that person. I just spoke in tongues, my God. The day you find a mantle carrier, that's when your life and ministry. Let me put these glasses here so that I can see. Kazora. The day you locate somebody who has the Elijah kind of anointing, and you pursue that man, that's when your life will shift. You are permitted to come to Bible school so that you can have the foundations. You can learn. You can know how to handle scripture. You can know how to organize and restructure your Christian life. But I tell you, there is something called mantle. Yes. Hey. Yes. 
All right, I got saved uh, just for the sake of testimonials. I got saved 1975. I was nine years. I was a small boy. When the gospel came to a village in Africa, my father was a drunk and a confused man. Sorry to say that, but anyway, now he's not confused. He's 93 years old and still alive. And he had a dream and he was taken to heaven. And we were Kenyan heathen. Nobody had gone to church. And he kind of had a voice from God and spoke to him and told him wake up and go follow that road the first church you find join the church he thank God the church had a signpost and he joined the church got saved a month later the church came home to a village house for follow-up to see how the old man is doing and on that day they shared about the blood of Jesus they spoke the word of God and then my mother gave her life to Christ. One of my brothers got saved. Then I said, whatever my brother does, I can also do. So I also gave my life to Jesus because of my brother. Initially, I didn't have a reason to get saved. I just saw my brother, because we were in the same class. We used to fight, throw stuff to each other. So whatever he can do, I can also do. So when I saw him going forward to get saved, and then, then the preacher is a crazy kind of preacher, says, somebody else, anybody else, when I give his life to Jesus, as soon as he said that, boom, I also went forward. I said, whatever he's doing, I will also do. <laughs> and I gave my life to Jesus for eight years. That church never introduced us to the Holy Spirit. It was an old Protestant church. They never spoke in tongues. never talked about the anointing. I didn't know what that was. Until eight years later I went to high school. And in Kenya we have a different setup. Every high school has a Christian fellowship of Protestant students. And preachers from outside can come over the weekend, preach in the school, and there is a revival. And so in the school where I was, there was a move of God. And uh, I was introduced to the Holy Spirit. So anyway, I got filled with the Holy Ghost one night. I hear I fell down. I cried for an hour. I hear that night when students went to sleep, I was left in the hall full of the Holy Ghost and fire and power. When I woke up from there that week, 1983, I was given the opportunity to preach. I was preaching before and testifying and sharing and speaking this and that. But when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, it is when ministry and life for me began. And I've never stopped sharing of the love of God. But something happened in high school when I finished from four in 1985. I went to A-levels from five and six in our educational system like the upper high school. And in that school which I went, there was a man of God who was a teacher, but he was an evangelist, a national evangelist at the same time. So when he's not teaching, he's traveling preaching. And so I joined his ministry and I began to follow him dressing mantles. I began to go with him wherever he went. When I'm not in school, I was part of his life. One time in a huge meeting, he said, you're preaching the first session. I said, my God, I had not prepared. I had not fasted. I had not prepared my notes. I was not ready. But he said, no, 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 you're preaching. I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So I stood up. I can't remember what I preached. I can't remember. But one thing I can remember, when I asked how many people want to give their life to Jesus doing it the way I saw others doing it 32 
adults gave their life to Christ that morning in the first session. I discovered, uh-oh. Okay, so there is something in me, all right. And then another day, we went to a mission, a gospel mission. And I was given the privilege to preach in the open air, in the open crusade. And I preached, and whatever I preached, I can't remember. But towards the end, I said, how many of you want to give your life to Jesus? Lift up your hand. The whole village, about a thousand people, lifted up their hand. I said, you did not understand. Put down your hand put down your hand. Let me explain what I'm talking about. How many of you are ready to receive Jesus in your heart? They all lifted up their hands. I said, okay, all of you come forward. Everybody came forward. I led them to Jesus. Then after that, I said, I see preachers praying for the sick, so let me try. I said the same Jesus who has saved today is ready to heal you. I was speaking by faith. I was not sure he can heal anybody. I was just calling those things that are not as though they are. I was just speaking, declaring the word, for the word has power to do what it was meant to do. And so I said, how many of you are ready for a miracle? Oh my God. (laughs) And then I prayed. In the name of Jesus. And you lift your voice a little bit. Don't be timid. Don't speak like you're praying for food. This. Come on. You need to zaga, zaga, zaga. You need to open your chest and lift your voice and stand properly and show you have some little authority. Don't do it like your mama or your daddy. Come on. Just try something. Just try something. Just decide in the name of Jesus. And then I say, receive your miracle. Wait to see what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my God, some people began falling down, demons coming out, people screaming. Oh my God, I said, Look at that. You mean, you mean the devil can hear me? Oh my God. <laughs> hey, 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 I took it farther. I said, How many of you have witchcraft? You know, in Africa, they tie some ropes and some little charms and everything. I said on the platform, How many of you have all these charms now that you've got and saved? Get those charms out. We're going to burn them, throw them into a pulpit, throw them. And they threw a lot of demonic stuff, you know. And the devil is telling me, You step on it, you die. I told the devil, You are a liar. Kasura. Padazaga. I discovered, oh, so God can use me. And it's because I was following somebody. I went to Bible school after 15 years of preaching. In fact, I just went to confirm whether the things I speak are correct or not. (laughs) I know in America you begin with Bible school, majority of people, but in Africa it's the other way around. You go to school later. In fact, in the year 2000, they told us statistics, uh, 90% of the pastors in Africa have not been to a theological school, 90%. And 89% of them may never get a chance to go to a Bible school. But God is moving in a mighty way. We make the Sunday service like a Bible school. What I teach every week, 
become like a school to complement and help equip and empower. This is what I'm saying to you. There is something called mantle. It is grace from God. Yeah. It is anointing from on high that is resident on a man. A mantle is a spiritual inheritance that is on somebody that can be passed on to somebody else. And a mantle is that spiritual thing that you do not have even words to describe, but you can design in the spirit that this man or this woman is carrying something that is life-changing and life-transforming. The other day, I, I also lead um, an apostolic and prophetic round table of specific leaders. And we were praying, we meet a couple of times in the month, twice a month actually, to pray and seek the face of God and share with each other, asking what is the Lord saying in our city? What is the Lord saying? And we began to find out and to ask ourselves, what is the anointing, the mantles, or the mantle that is operating in our nation? Who are the fathers? Who are the men that God used? And we discovered several great men. One of them is an American, actually. Dr. T.L. Osborne is the one who came to Kenya in 1957, did gospel crusade. One young man was 19 years old, sick and dying in the hospital, and the doctors carried him on a bed, took him to Osborne's crusade to die there. But instead of dying, the young man got healed. After a few weeks, he walked back to the hospital and the doctors ran away. They said, we thought you died. How come you're here? He said, I got healed, God saved, received Jesus, and the young man began preaching 1957-58. Later, he became the father of the Pentecost movement in our nation. A man that God used so greatly to bath moves of God, not only in Kenya, but in Africa. And we discovered that the grace in that man has impacted many lives in our nation. Here in this nation, we wouldn't even talk about that because you guys, you have a heritage of hundreds of years since the gospel landed in America. You have a lot of mantles. You have a lot of lineage, genealogy. You need to trace your genealogy in the spirit. You need to find the grace. Let me give you an example. In the year 1980, I was a young man. I attended a gospel crusade in our nation, in a little town where I was after high school. And I was there in the crusade ground watching this man of God preach. And he preached, I can't remember what he preached, but there's something that I remember. This man had a girl who was dumb, who couldn't speak. And he brought the girl on the pulpit 
And then he said, he's going to pray for the girl. And he asked the crusade, how many of you believe Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever? Oh, everybody will say, we believe. And then he put his hand below the chin. And he said, you dump devil, come on. And he put the mic on the guy, said, say hallelujah. And the girl said, halle. He said again, say hallelujah. The girl said, hallelujah. He said, say hallelujah. And the girl was able to speak fluently and the meeting raptured in such power and celebration. I was a young man looking at that and boom, something got into my spirit. Years later, 1993, I was doing a tent revival meeting in another part of our nation. And I was preaching the gospel and people getting saved and healed. All of a sudden, there was a dump girl they brought right there. I remembered what I saw. I said, oh my God, I'm going to do exactly what I saw. Uh, if I die, I die. If it works, it works. But what about if it works? I put my hand below the chin. I used the same formula. I said in the name of Jesus, I command you deaf and dumb spirit. Come out. I say hallelujah. And the girl said hallelujah for the first time. And the meeting changed. After that, oh my God, miracles began happening everywhere. Many deaf people had their ears opened. All kinds of stuff happened. I remember we prayed for handkerchiefs and little towels and said, take them to the sick. For the, that was the last day and we needed to leave the village. The following day on a Monday before we left, people came before we got out of the place. And they said, yesterday, I got a handkerchief. I took it my, to my blind grandmother. And her eyes opened yesterday night. Oh, my God. I want you to know something, ladies and gentlemen, in this class, in these few minutes. That there is something called mantle. There is an anointing on a man or a woman of God. You need to find them. You need to trace this man. And you need to come into contact with them. And I'm going to show you how quickly, because I see your time is almost gone. Mine is just beginning. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> I've lost one man. He's already walked out. So I, I better organize to close. <laughs> In Luke 24, Jesus, the scripture says of Christ that as it is written that he must die, you know, be crucified, die, be buried, rise from the dead. And so that the great commission in Luke 24, that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached to all nations. And he tells the disciples, you are witnesses of these things. And then he says, Batari, go back to the city of Jerusalem, telling the disciples, and wait for the promise of the Father. This is a promise of the Holy Spirit. Until you are endured, some versions say, until you are clothed with a power from on high, you get the mantle. There is a, a clothing in the spirit that every student needs. There is a garment you need in the spirit. My God, together with knowing Greek and Hebrew, 
and knowing how to interpret scripture you need a clothing you need a dressing from on high you need a mantle you need a change of your garment yes you need something to drop in your spirit And the principle is from the example of Elijah and Elisha. Here is a prophetic class of let's say 51 students and during the break one some of the students ask Elisha, "Are you aware your master is being taken away today?" Oh, he said, "Yeah, I'm aware." If you are in a prophetic class, everybody hears from God. Yeah. Everybody knows what God is saying. Come on. Ask your neighbor, "Are you aware what's going on in heaven right now?" <laughs> ask somebody, "Do you know what's going on in heaven?" Ask somebody, "Do you know?" Or some of you don't know what's going on. Right. <laughs> Are you aware your master is being taken away? And Elisha said, "Yeah, I'm aware." I mean, what does that have to do with this? And anyway, Elisha followed Elijah. Let me give you just this one principle of tracing mantles. Find a man on the move and follow him. They went from there are several cities they went Gilgal Elisha said now nah, as your soul lives I will not leave you soul as your soul live in other words my attitude my determination is wherever you're going to be Elijah is where I'm going to be they moved from Gilgal they went to Bethel they went where finally they are in Jordan and Elijah was a, such a miraculous man and they parted the Jordan and look only Elisha crossed Jordan with Elijah the rest of the students 50 of them were left across on the other side look at the attitude they are telling Elisha you are master they should have said our master they should have included themselves in that operation he should have said our master our principal is uh, being translated not you sir you are going to be here for a long time you know uh, you know our our principal our chancellor but they distanced themselves from the elijah but only elisha opened his heart to the mantle carrier then finally you know the story that ask what you will because the way you are following me it looks like something you're looking for elisha the way you are determined to pursue i know we've been taught to pursue god but let me add today also learn how to pursue a man of god yeah I know you're saying well me I follow God I don't follow men all right even next time you give your offering don't give it on the earth take it to heaven by yourself go take it to heaven God will eat your offering if if you go there you discover you don't want to come back I'm telling you kazaraha we need men listen you not only need to be son of God you also need to be son of man We're not only called to be son of God, but also son of men. Elisha, 
you have asked for a very difficult thing. You want this thing I got? You have asked a very difficult thing. Three conditions or three things that will help you tap into the mantle. Number one, if you see me taken. What does that mean? If you see me, position yourself in a place where you are constantly seeing and hearing your spiritual leader. Position yourself in a place where you constantly see and hear your spiritual leader so that whatever he or she carries, it will soon find its way in your spirit. You can't say, well, I'm, I'm following so-and-so, but he lives in Jamaica and you live in the north side of Canada. I mean, you got to position yourself and find a way like Elisha washing the hands of Elijah. You're always around finding opportunity, finding a way in which you can make a difference. Elisha was busy serving. Listen, if you want to carry something that somebody higher carries, you got to come into their world and learn to serve them, love to honor them. You can never tap into a mantle of somebody you don't honor, somebody you're not ready to serve. Stopping this high-mindedness that I'm like Alpha Omega. No, nobody is Alpha Omega. You got to find a way to serve, position yourself in a place you can see. And here, Elijah said to Elijah, if you see me taken, you got it. Number two, the Bible says, as they walked and talked, that means you got to be committed to go all the way with your spiritual leader. I'm sure by now you're familiar with the father-son relationship in the body of Christ. A revelation that God has poured in the earth the last 25 years. We're telling men and women of God all over the world, you got to have, find not just a coach, what a language, or a mentor, Almost there, find a father. Father is deeper than a coach, than a mentor. For father will give you his heart. Find, listen, the new wineskin to carry the last day's move of God is called the father-son relationship. Find a father, find a man to walk with. As Elisha and Elijah were walking and talking. That means it was a life journey. It was a long haul. They were ready to walk together. They were ready. Elisha was ready. No wonder he kept saying, as your soul lives, I will, you will not leave me here. I will come with you. Look, he was ready. He was ready. When you're out of this Bible school, probably you go to another city, another region in America or wherever you go. Listen, if you want to succeed in ministry, find another man or woman of God, somebody who is carrying a move of God, become part of what they do. Then with the time as you are walking and talking, that means as you are relating, as you're walking through relationship, because listen to me, Christianity is more relational than organizational. 
The institutional Christianity is losing taste. We are stepping back to the original apostolic greed of relationships. Hey, when Jesus called his disciples, later they became apostles, apostles, apostolos, sent, which is from the Roman culture, lingua franca of the day, apostolos in Greek, was this officer who the king sent to go and represent him, establish a new colony for the Romans. And guess what? The king only sent his friends. There is no apostolos. There is no sent one without coming from a platform of relationship. That's why Jesus called the disciples to himself that they might be with him. Yes. Mark chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. And that he might send them out. You'll be apostolored. You'll be sent according or depending on how you spend time with him. Mm. How you build a relationship with a mantle carrier is going to determine whether you're going to move to the next level of your life. Did you hear what I say? How you relate, how you open your heart, how you how you open your heart, walk and talk. Your heart is healed. You're not a competitor. You're not striving. You're not having malice. You're not carrying an accusation. You're, you know how to operate with others. You are secure. Oh my God. And Father Fathers are mature. Fathers are secure. Fathers don't fear competition. Fathers have opened their heart. Fathers are healed. I know fathering sometimes goes wrong, but you may have met a crazy father, but there are still good fathers on the earth. There are still good men and women that are carrying a mantle. There are still some mature men that are carrying something. And if you can know how to relate with them, I assure you, whatever they carry shall soon be installed in your spirit. You need to trace your mantle. So number one, if you see me taken. Number two, as they walked and talked. Look, their relationship was so close. Elijah and Elisha. There was nothing on the earth that would have separated their relationship. There had to be a whirlwind, a chariot of fire. Whatever separated Elisha and Elijah was something from heaven. Not small politics. Oh, not little politics and little division. I tell you, come into a relationship that this relationship we are here for a long time. We are not in a hurry. I will not leave you. Listen to Ruth telling father, Naomi is another picture. Wherever you go, I go. Your God is going to be my God. Where you be buried, I'll be buried. Ruth is following Naomi. Naomi was broke. Naomi had nothing. Naomi, she was bitter. Naomi had nothing. But Ruth designed this woman. My God. She carried is a mantle. This Naomi, my God, wherever she goes, I'm gonna go with her. How many of you know Ruth finally entered into the genealogy of Jesus Christ? She was a Moabite, but as soon as she came, God connected rightly and appropriately. Oh my God, she connected with her. King's man, redeemer, Boaz. The rest is history. Ah, no wonder we have Jesus, the son of David, son of Jesse. 
all the way. Did you understand what I just said there? I know the engine was moving at a very high speed, you know, breaking all the traffic lights. Uh, did you get anything? Elijah, Elisha. This is how you trace this mantle, getting this inheritance. So number one, if you see me taken. Number two, as a walk and talk. Then Elisha cried out, My father, my father, the horsemen of Israel, you know, and, and the chariots and so forth. My father is a double cry. My father, my father. Which is a picture of deep love for Elijah. If you want to tap into a mantle, love the man of God from the heart. This thing is relational. It's not showing up in a conference, finding a powerful preacher, giving an extra offering so that you can tap into it. Yeah, you can begin from there, but there is more work to be done. Hello? Yeah. yeah. There's got to be a heart. And then, did Elisha receive the double portion? Yes. He did. You know, from scripture, the Hebraic mentality of double portion was this, that it is the firstborn who got double. So it's not anointing he was looking for. Anointing of Jesus is one. You don't need two. One is already going to soak your head and confuse you until you can no longer work for anybody. One. If you need two, I think you're asking for too much. In the New Testament, you need one anointing, one flame on the Pentecost, each flame on your head. You don't need two. The cry of double portion is a different cry in scripture. It is Elisha telling Elijah, make me your firstborn. Let me be the one to inherit you. Let me be the one to carry the same grace you carry. That was the cry of double portion. He was saying, I want to be spiritually related, connected from the heart. I want to be your son. And he got it. Listen to Paul talking to the Philippian church in chapter 2 from verse 19. He says, for I will send Timothy to you shortly. He said, you know, for he will care. He will sincerely care for your state. For others don't care. They mind their own business. But Timothy, I like him. He says, for he has served with me as a son does with his father. Good. Five minutes. I was told that you hear the bell. It's time to go. I'm reading for you Philippians 2, 19 to 22. The Bible says, for I have no one like-minded. Huh, that phrase, like-minded. Paul and Timothy, Timothy, like-minded. Like-minded is of kindred spirit or translated of equal soul. Wow, he's next of kin. When Paul is gone, it is Timothy who's gonna take this thing. And they have walked together. How? As father 
and son relationally. Timothy positioned himself, always seeing Paul, always hearing from him. They kept walking and talking. He loved him. Oh my God, in that platform of relationship, then whatever Paul carried ended up in Timothy. No wonder in 2 Timothy 2, 2, he says and the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, this, my God, pass them on to faithful men who will pass them to others. There are four generations in that verse. Paul to Timothy, things you have heard from me, oh my God, pass them on to faithful men. That's the second generation of faithful men who will teach, who will pass on to others, my God. And then those others will teach others for the generation. This mantle is something you can trace. It's something you can lay hold of. It's something you can get. It's an anointing. It's a clothing from on high. So I'm going to pray for you right now and I believe in miracles. I'm going to pray that may God open your eyes and appropriately connect you. Transition you. Reveal this mandate. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Can you lift your hand and pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute? All of you, wherever you're tuned in and you listen to this word, may God Almighty, Zikatia Bazora Bayanda, Shate, Zaro, Jaro, Ziakataya. Father, there is a mantle that you want to reveal to each one of us, O oh God. Show us, oh my Father, how we're going to connect it. Lord Jesus, how we're going to relate in the name of the Lord. I pray now for somebody today in the name of Jesus. Father, as we lift our hands to you, I pray, God Almighty, the spirit of revelation, oh God, open our very hearts and minds to see what you're saying, what you are doing. Lord, I pray that somebody will step into their season. They will understand in this season is a season of favor and that you will relationally connect every student, every person, every man or woman up appropriately right now so that God we can begin to tap into the mantle that you want us to receive so that our lives will be, make a difference on the earth. I declare in the name of Jesus this in principle of Elijah and Elisha is still available to this generation. I pray somebody will not get stuck but somebody will see it, will get it, will see it in the spirit and now I declare may your seasons begin to shift in the name of Jesus. May the Lord heal your heart. May the Lord respond to you. May God bring you away a spiritual father for those that are still searching, looking for those that are still not well grounded and connected. May there be a move of God to position you rightly in the name of Jesus. I declare, Father, help somebody today. Oh my God, for I see in the school you are raising a generation world changers, people that are going to transform the world. I declare my father appropriately shift somebody's heart and mind. Lord, connect us appropriately to the glory of God. Thank you for this relational principle of transferring mantles. May it become something we can trace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. <laughs> Clap your hands somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
greet one or two people, tell them, please trace the mantles. If you, if you go on YouTube to Elevate TV Kenya and, and track tracing mantles, we are now interviewing our old fathers that are 90 years, 80 years in our nation, trying to ask, how was it like in the 50s? How was it like in the 60s? We want to find where the church has a burden and where we sidetracked so we can retrace mantles and be able to move appropriately in the anointing these last days. May God bless you. We'll see you again before Jesus returns. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to know more about Faith Bible College International, please go to faithbci.org. And find out how you can enroll in our programs or partner with our mission. Again, thank you for listening to FBCI Podcast. Join us next time for more teaching and encouragement. Remember, you make a world of difference.